When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Time. It's time to hit the ice, Penguin fans. Chris Mack has you covered with all the news and notes surrounding, surrounding your Penguin. Only on 5th Avenue Faceoff. Welcome back in 5th Avenue Faceoff. I'm Chris Mack of the Fan Morning Show, Sports Radio 93.7 The Fan. Make sure wherever you're listening to this, you are subscribed so you get the latest episodes as soon as they are ready. Working our way through what we're calling Rangers Week as the Pens and Rangers play three times in seven days. The final meeting of those three, Saturday night, Madison Square Garden. Look, the Pens probably aren't going to catch the Rangers in the standings at this point. Ten points back of them uh, with just 14 games left to play. Probably not all that realistic, but this is still a very important game Saturday night and a very important regular season series between the Rangers and the Pens. Why? Because... I have a very important bet on this season series with my friend Sean Marash of CBS Sports Radio. You can catch us Sundays as well on BetQL's Five Star Weekend. Marash, how are you, my friend? I'm doing well, Chris. I'm enjoying Penguin Week, I guess we will call it, from our our universe and the Rangers with a much-needed win and a clutch goal by Chris Kreider to kind of put that 10-point cushion and you know make Saturday night as close to irrelevant as far as keeping out of the wild card as the Rangers could hope. Yes, a regulation win for the Rangers over the Pens on Saturday night would really come as close as you can get to sort of clinching a top three spot in the Metro. Um, I want to get in in a couple minutes to who who you'd rather face in that first round series because Carolina and Jersey are duking it out with games in hand on one side and points on the other side. Um, But let's start with this bet. We thought of this way back. God, it must have been what like uh, last june i think it was yeah, right when i think right when the stanley cup had had basically wrapped the rangers right. were a couple of weeks eliminated from the eastern conference final and you know you and your brethren couldn't let go of the Truba versus crosby hit that dirty son of a bitch uh look he he got his elbow up into Sidney crosby's head and it changed the series i mean the penguins were this close to beating your rangers <laughs> with a third string goaltender I, I do have to give you credit, though. I did text you immediately when Tyler Mott had the accidental elbow last night yes. as we are taping, taping this on uh, what the heck days? I don't even know what Friday? day. Friday? Yeah, today's Friday. Friday. So last night, yeah. And immediately, uh, you know, I don't think it's that dirty. Okay. I thought, you know, you have to be very sensitive with the Pittsburgh fan, Mac. You never know. Anything up and high, they're going to lose their mind. Well, you also got to be very careful around the Rangers if you're a Pittsburgh Penguin superstar. It goes back to 1991 and that dirty, rotten Adam Graves on Mario Lemieux. You understand, Mraz, my mother, my mother, a good Catholic woman who goes to church every Sunday, volunteers in the rectory and all that. There's one person she still hates 30 years later. It's Adam Graves because he slashed Mario Lemieux on the hand in 1991, which, by the way, was a series the Penguins still come back, came back and won on their way to that Stanley Cup title. Um, great. Oh, (laughs) we're still very happy about it here. The first of five Stanley Cups in the time that I think the Rangers have won 
Yeah, I've seen one in my one? life. I was seven years old. I get it. I get okay. it. Okay, good. So we got that cleared up. Nonetheless, this is a huge bet because whichever team wins the season series, the fan of the other team between the two of us will have to win a shirt, jersey, jersey, shirt, whatever it ends up being, whatever you can find on Amazon for quick delivery of the opposing team's captain. So for example, should the Penguins... Uh, win on Saturday night. They will win the season series against the Rangers. And you, my friend, will have to do an entire uh, show of BetQL's five-star weekend, which again, every Sunday morning from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on the BetQL network and your Odyssey app. Uh, You will have to do an entire show, all three hours, with a Sidney Crosby shirt on. If the Rangers should win in regulation on Saturday night, I will have to do an entire version of that show with a Jacob wow. sorry a little vomit in the back of my throat a Jacob Truba shirt on yeah now hold on we go, we are going to go to some kind of tie break if the Rangers win in overtime though because we both have five points we would both have five points let's see who would have more regulation wins I, I guess it'd be even it right be even yeah so yeah. we have to figure out something there oh we'll maybe the tie break out. should be who won the playoff series last year or, or maybe it could be who has more Stanley Cups Jeez. I mean, it's just a thought. I, I do have to say, Mac, there was a point in time I couldn't believe Shesterkin gave up the second goal to make it 2-2 in the third period last night where I went to my phone and I went to Fanatics and I said, all right, what am I looking at here? Yeah. What am I looking at here? And Chrissy Kreider maybe sweep and delete the cookies. <laughs> You've got that link. I texted it to you the other day. Keep it handy for that Crosby <laughs> shirt. I sent the Amazon link to you. Uh, that You know, you brought up Shostarkin. I wasn't going to bring him up because it, it feels like he's just rolling along and doing his thing and is probably the key to the Rangers going on a run if they're going to go on one. Sure. I hadn't planned on bringing him up, but what's the confidence level in this guy doing what he did last year all over again this spring? Certainly higher than it was three weeks ago, four weeks ago. I mean, that's for damn sure. I mean, Shesterkin had been basically an enigma at points this year where when he's hot, he looks like the best goalie in hockey. But when he is cold, he looks like the worst goalie in hockey, which you saw none of that last year. So, you know, he hasn't been what Sorokin has been in our town over here with the Islanders this year. But the last three weeks, he has stood on his head. I mean, the Rangers had a couple of these overtime wins, including one up in Montreal where Without Igor Shosturkin, they are just dead in the water. Now, uh, Yaroslav Halak has spelled him more this year than the Rangers, you know, basically had him spelled last year. So I think that's, I don't know if that's hurt his rhythm and ultimately might help him in the postseason. But you saw on, uh, I keep forgetting, Thursday night. Jeez, I really got to get a grasp of days here, Mac. (laughs) On Thursday night, you know, Shosturkin was really, really good. But then the couple goals he gives up, you look at it and go, well, how is he giving those up? And at the end of the day, if you're giving up two goals with all the skill the Rangers have, that should be enough. But it's just so frustrating that he makes the most acrobatic saves and stands on his head. And then some of these goals just seem so soft that he gives up. Well, and that's what's that's what's kind of wild to me is that as well as we know Shosturkin can play, we're not necessarily sold here in Pittsburgh on what Tristan Jari may or may not be able to do come playoff time. Uh, he's been really rusty since coming back off of injury about a month ago. Uh, he's been pulled three times in the last three weeks. Not entirely his fault each time, but he hasn't been, he hasn't made the big save that he needs to make until last night, a couple times in the first period, especially he made huge saves to keep them yeah. in that game. The Rangers could have taken control 
So what's he got Tarasenko, and that's what we're calling he it here did. now. Every time Vladimir Tarasenko winds up, the puck never finds the net. The goalies are making outstanding saves. It's been the story of him since he's been acquired. He's he's breaking panes of glass. Yeah, it's it's um, but it, with both of these goalies, it strikes me that it, you know both of these teams could end up meeting in the second round because if they get a hot goaltender, yeah, it it, it it's enough to steal a series. So I guess that that brings me to, you know, who who would you rather face in the first round as a Rangers fan? And are, are you again, are you confident enough that Shesterkin is enough? Let's say the Penguins somehow steal one. Let's say it's it's Kane's Kane's Pens, Devils, Rangers in the first round, right? Yeah. Um and Shesterkin gets you through one round. Would you then go ahead into that Pens Kane series feeling good about what Shesterkin could do? And which of these two teams? The Devils or the Hurricanes would you rather face right now? So, first, let me just say this. First of all, with what the Rangers have done, acquiring Tarasenko and Patrick Kane, and to a lesser extent, Mikola, as basically their sixth defenseman, if the Rangers don't get out of the first round versus either team, you're talking about one of the biggest massive disasters in New York Rangers history. Like that, for a team that hasn't won a Stanley Cup, like you don't add, they feel like they're an Olympic team on their top three line. So it would be a disaster. That being said, um, my lean was the Hurricanes. Now I'm all in on wanting to face the Hurricanes. Like, the lean oh. has gone all in. It's because Svechnikov's been lost for the year, and he's such a pain yeah. in the ass. Uh, last year, where the Rangers ran into trouble in the Hurricane series that followed the Penguin series was they couldn't win a damn faceoff because Vincent Trocek was winning all the faceoffs. Now the Rangers have him, which is going to be enormous. So now you're telling me a Ranger team that is – Added Kane and Tarasenko. Also stole Trocek from last year's Carolina team. Carolina, okay, they've gotten better with some veteran blue line guys. But where, and now Svechnikov who just lives with all the shots on goal on net. I just don't envision a scenario where Carolina has enough to score enough goals versus this Ranger team and win four games in a series. The Devils, to look, the Rangers should beat the Devils, but they kind of remind me of the Rangers a year ago. Loaded, ton of weapons. And you just wonder, you know, is this the year they need to kind of go through the fields before they're a legitimate Stanley Cup contender next year? But even with that, they could win a series or two before they run out of gas like the Rangers did a year ago. So I think the Devils definitely are the worst matchup for the Rangers. Doesn't mean the Rangers won't beat them, but I am all in on facing the Carolina Hurricanes at this point. You mentioned Tarasenko and Kane. Um, Kane, I thought, had an awful game on Sunday against the Penguins. uh, Oh, he was terrible. Terrible. And he had that whole sequence where he, you know, basically causes uh causes the shorty and then comes back and scores. Right. Um, but for the most part, let me just tell you something. Patrick Kane is starting to fit like a glove. I think he's he had a little nerves early on. My one issue would be where he, you know, needs to live on the power play. They have him and Panarin working together right now. Both of those guys, I mean, can one of them shoot the damn puck? All they do, yeah. do is pass, 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 pass. So Kane needs to start sniping. But to that point, yeah, Sunday was probably his worst game as a Ranger so far. So how how are he and Tarasenko? Tarasenko's had more time. Yeah. Uh, but how are they starting to fit in? You mentioned Kane, perhaps. And I think this happens to superstars when they get traded, especially at the deadline. They try to do too much and they try to make the the pretty pass and try. They want every goal to look like a highlight reel goal when it, in some instances you just need, like you mentioned Kreider uh, Thursday night in the game deciding goal. Sometimes you just got to go to the front of the net and hope something good happens. Um, is Kane starting to let that come naturally to him? Yeah, I mean, if you were to ask me right now who, you know, I trust more, the trust level is obviously Patrick Kane right now. He's already scored a bunch of goals for the Rangers. Um, and clearly you could just see where, you know, his grittiness and, you know, kind of knowledge of the game comes in. 
Tarasenko on the flip side, I mean, he's been a minor disappointment. And it's not all his fault, but there were moments, especially in those first couple of weeks, where frankly, it just looked like he was dogging it, getting back on the other end, you know, kind of causing the Rangers to give up a lot of shots. He felt like a, a, a minus on the ice every time he was out there. But now he's starting to shoot the puck a lot, and then he guys that shoot the puck, he just can't he can't find the net. I mean, you got to see the acrobatic saves that have been made on Tarasenko for the last couple of weeks. It's been unbelievable. But Kane is in good rhythm. I think where the Rangers need to find themselves right now is what is the right combination of those front six. They have the kid line with Lafreniere, with Hedo, with Kako, which is going to cook. They cooked versus the Penguins last year, mm-hmm. and you know they're a matchup nightmare as a third line. But ultimately, right now, I, I mean, they they went into it with, okay, Panarin is going to play with Kane now. They've already flipped that around. Kane is playing with Trocek and playing with Kreider, which I think fits because both of those guys, Trocek and Kreider, like to shoot and Kane likes to pass. And Panarin now has been put back with Tarasenko uh, and obviously Mika Zibanejad, and those two guys like to shoot. So I think that might be the, the fit going forward. But with that, you know, I just – I think good luck is going to come for Tarasenko. I am a little worried, though, that their power play, instead of being, you know – boosted by having these couple guys there's too many cooks in the kitchen over two units now and I think that's what's going to hurt them a little bit yeah it it, I think once they find it like you said it's it's going to be dangerous but finding it can be difficult when everybody's just trying to set up the other guy yeah um so before I let you run real talk now is it more that you guys hate Sidney Crosby (laughs) or you're just jealous of Sidney Crosby well okay I'll admit there's a little bit of both uh-huh. I think that when the lottery was happening for the origins of Sidney Crosby, and obviously it got rigged for the Penguins to get him to make sure a team stayed in Pittsburgh. Um, lottery! That, that became very, yeah, I mean, look, we had it happen here with Ewing in New York with the Knicks. We understand how it works. You know, a little extra icy envelope maybe works out that way. <laughs> um, I think there was belief the Rangers were had a good shot of winning that lottery. But, you know, look, the Rangers and Penguins, Mac, you know this, they've been through wars in the Crosby era. Mm-hmm. And... This is a fan base here in New York that is just so desperate. I mean, you look at guys like me now, you know, we're going to be mid-late 30s. And for us, the Stanley Cup is our first moment of loving sports as a child. Well, you know, you've seen other teams in this town win. The Rangers have been so damn good. They went through the Lundquist era, made a cup, all these Eastern Conference final. And you watch Crosby win the Cups, and it's like, how come that can't happen for us? So, yeah, I think that. And then on top of it, when he plays the Rangers, I mean, the crying doesn't stop. The flopping on the ice doesn't stop. Flopping. It's just ridiculous. I mean, the guy takes more dives than Olympic swimmer. It's unreal. <laughs> so it's the combination of, yeah, we wish you had you. But at the same time, man, you are a punk baby to play against. So he, he yeah, really should. Players like that. He should take he should take elbows to the head more like a man. Oh, What's wrong stop. with him? Well, you know, when he's so short and he leans into it and, you know, it would be a normal hit to the chest of somebody else. I mean, you grow a couple inches before you hit the ice, young man. He's got all the inches he needs right there in the hips and the ass. He'll just redwood tree trunk quad legs. He'll just post up in the corner and drag punks like Truba along his, right along to the front of the net. I'll say this, Mac. He's hated probably more than any other player yeah. in the league in New York specifically. And if the Rangers do, in fact, win a parade, maybe it's a little bit of you guys in our head. There will be Crosby sucks chance at that parade. At the parade? At the parade. Now, it might be me leading them, but they will happen. Okay. Well, that, that shouldn't surprise me. All right, Morass. It's been fun. Uh, people can get us every weekend uh, on BetQL's five-star weekend. And here's the tiebreaker. I think it's real simple because it, it'll be a part of whatever goes down on Saturday night between these two teams. Right now, it is a, I think, an even goal differential between these two teams, despite the fact that the oh. Penguins have won 
two games and the Rangers have won just or one. We're going to go soccer style here? I think we, yeah, we'll, we'll, go, we'll go goal differential. So essentially, whoever wins on Saturday night wins the bet. Whether it's right. in regulation or overtime. Right, or because overtime or can only be a one goal difference, right? There okay. you go. So it comes fair. down to Saturday night, yeah. Yeah, well, let's go. Use that, use that Amazon link. Have it handy. You I know what? You I might have shirt. to have, you know, whatever restaurant Pittsburgh's eating at tonight. I might have to have the chef, you know, a couple of droppers. Let's have a little stomach issue going on. And let's take care of business at a Saturday. Come on. Why you got to do that? Uh, that's because that's the way I roll. I want every penguin having diarrhea. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> Sean Marash of CBS Sports Radio and the BeckQL Network. Marash, thanks for doing it, bud. I'll see you on Sunday morning. Later, Mac. We've alerted the authorities in Manhattan and uh, in the immediate area of the Penguins team hotel. If Sidney Crosby has to go all Jordan flu game on Saturday night to beat the Rangers because of some food poisoning, we'll know exactly who to blame it on, Mraz. Uh, so we'll shuffle the schedule just a little bit this coming week. You know, usually Fifth Avenue Faceoff comes out on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday afternoons or right around dinner time, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, or on during your drive home on those days. Um, we will have an episode for you on Sunday this weekend uh, following that game against the Rangers, that primetime game against the Rangers on Saturday night on ABC and ESPN, and ahead of uh, a Monday night game at home against the Ottawa Senators, who for a, a hot minute there felt like they were going to be able to chase the Penguins down, perhaps in the wild card standings. Not so much anymore. But nonetheless, big game against Ottawa on Monday night once the Pens get through Rangers week. And then we'll do another episode Tuesday to look back on the Ottawa game and ahead to a back-to-back road trip to Colorado and Dallas. Two really big games. Wednesday, uh, national TV on TNT against the Avalanche. And then Thursday, national TV on ESPN against Dallas uh, before we get back on our regular schedule next Friday, March 24th. So uh, Sunday and Tuesday this coming week for Fifth Avenue Faceoff. You know what's really easy? You don't have to write any of this down or remember any of it. If you just subscribe to the podcast in your Odyssey app, just tap the little follow button up there in the right-hand corner as you're listening to this. Or if you're watching on YouTube, as you can do on 93.7 The Fans channel on YouTube, just hit the like button, hit the subscribe button. New videos to you every time we post one. We post whole episodes now on 93.7 The Fans YouTube page of Fifth Avenue Faceoff. Wherever you get your podcast, be sure to subscribe, rate, review let us know how we're doing we'll get a mailbag episode in here as well maybe soon maybe that's part of it on sunday keep an eye out on my twitter at the chris mack and at 93.7 the fan maybe we'll turn sunday's episode uh into a little bit of a mailbag so if you have questions hit me on twitter you can always email as well chris.mack at odyssey a-u-d-a-c-y.com and we'll do it again on sunday another episode of fifth avenue face off